Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Thanks for joining us on Simply Financial today. Walter Storholt here alongside Kevin Ray, financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you in the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. Find us online at insightfolios.com to ask questions, and you can click the listen button to uh, check out past episodes of the show as well. It's all at insightfolios.com. Today, we'll tap into the great knowledge of Kevin Ray, who has about three decades of experience in this financial planning realm, and uh, we're going to put that knowledge to good use today. Kevin, great to be with you this week. We're both back from uh, some vacations recently and uh, a little brighter and cheerier from it, right? We are. We are. I know you went out to the great state of Colorado and joined the mountains. I went out to the great state of Montana and did my fly fishing, and I just had a had a really good time. And you, you know Dan. I went with Dan, and he did his normal. He lost something, and this time it was his glasses. So, <laughs> Does Dan always lose something on the trip? He always, he always loses something. So that's, like his, something. that's his thing. He's yep. always losing something. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what you heard on the news is correct for a change. You know, it was hot out there. It was about 95 degrees most days. It was hazy because all the smoke coming in from surrounding states. But it was not humid, and that was the surprise. You know, we're floating down the river, mm-hmm. wading in the river. It was, uh, it was really nice. It was just hazy at most days, and in the morning it was 50, 52, 55 degrees. So you know, it took a while to warm up. So I thought it was a pretty good time. You yeah. had fun in Colorado, right? Uh, I thought Colorado was amazing. Really, my first time ever to that part of the country. Um, I've done the West Coast before. I've seen California, Oregon, and uh, Washington, and I did Las Vegas for two days when I was twenty, not twenty-one. So there wasn't even much to do as a twenty-year-old in Las Vegas. But, you were envious of all the other people, right? Yeah, <laughs> I was literally like three weeks away from my twenty-first birthday. Uh, not that I would have gotten into too much trouble out there. Not not a huge Vegas type person. Person, but um, you know, it would have still given me the opportunity to at least put a couple of coins in the slot machine or something, you know. Yep. But, yep. Um, but yeah, that was really the closest I've ever been to that sort of. What would he call that part of the country? Is that just sort of like the 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 old west or the I guess just the the Rockies? I mean, U- Utah, Colorado, uh, Wyoming, Montana. Hey, what do you call that section of the country? You know, you had. I think the old west. You had this idea in the back of your head. The pioneers, you yeah, know, right there and yeah, I think, pioneer country. Let's call yeah, it that. Yeah, pioneer yeah. country. I think that's a good one. I'd never really done pioneer country before, so uh, that was uh, my first visit to that region, and uh, certainly the first visit to Colorado. And I loved it. It was it was awesome. Great. Colorado's trip. Colorado's a great state. And you and I were talking before the show and, uh, about you know, hey, I'm I wanted to fly fish out in front of the hotel where we stayed in Missoula, and then the rafters were coming down and the people on tubes and you yep. were saying i was oh, the rafter God. you were the rafter yeah <laughs> and then you were saying you were you were rafting in colorado and the fly fishermen are getting in the way yeah yeah it's kind of funny kind of funny the different perspectives right? that's right well fun to talk about those things and uh, reminisce a little bit about vacations but we've got to get to business today kevin and start talking about some financial and retirement planning we've got some good topics to cover 
on today's program. Uh, we're going to keep things simple. A little bit later on, we're going to talk about some of the most common retirement planning mistakes. So if you're worried that you might be making a mistake when it comes to your financial and retirement planning, well, this is the show for you because we're going to cover that. We might have time to get into talking a little bit about real estate, maybe answer some of your questions as well. But first, I want to find out where you stand when it comes to your retirement planning. I want to talk to you, Kevin, a little bit about some of the main questions a person needs to answer if they're in a particular mindset. Uh, I'll, I'll give an example here in a moment. This will make this will make a lot of sense. And our listeners, as you're tuning into the program today, you can kind of do this mental exercise with us. Are you in one of these mindsets? And if you are, what are the questions that you need to answer? All right, so I'll start you off with an easy one, Kevin. Uh, I'm sure you have people who come in through your door, and they're in the mindset of, you know what? I just have no idea if I can retire. So it's not even a matter of, of when or any of those details. They're just, I don't know if, if I even can retire. What kind of questions does that then lead you to ask or need to seek answers for? Well, that's that's funny, Walter, because I'd say a good percentage of people that come through the door, uh, one of my first questions is, well, you know, how can we serve you? What can, what can we accomplish? The one thing we accomplished today that would make you say it was worth coming into the office. And more times than not, it's, I want to know if I can retire or not. So that's a pretty, pretty common answer. So it starts with obviously sitting down, having a conversation uh, between me and the couple or whomever comes in. And there are going to be certain questions. What is your retirement lifestyle going to look like? We just talked, Walter, you and I, about vacations. Well, a lot of people have, you know, bucket list items, vacations, maybe Europe, maybe cruises, those types of things that they want to do. Their lifestyle is going to maybe encompass, you know, taking you know, grandkids or kids on extended vacations and, and paying for it. Those types of things are very, very important to know going in before you get into retirement so we can plan that into your income needs going forward. And now when you're talking about income, well, how much income do you need to sustain what you're currently doing. So if you're living on, let's say, you know, $80,000 a year today, and you're working, and then out of that $80,000, you're paying taxes. Well, if you retire, you're still going to pay taxes. Maybe you're putting $10,000 away into your 401k. Well, there's $10,000 that we really don't need to save anymore. But what is your lifestyle? How much money is it going to take on an annual or monthly basis to keep you going in the fashion that you want to go and that's important we have to figure that out first because when we want to sit down we want to talk retirement it's all based around income and then other things will follow so and when we put that income on our simplicity plan we're going to factor in in inflation because if you need eighty thousand dollars today i can assure you 10 years down the road you're going to need more than eighty thousand dollars just to keep up the cost of stuff and what income streams, this is very important, do you have in place already? Now, in my area, you know, we have General Motors, we have Dow Chemical, we have those things. So a lot of people have pensions, and, you know, a lot of people don't in our area too, but some companies that you work for have pensions. You have Social Security. Maybe some people have rental incomes. Uh, maybe, you, you know, you do some loans or those types of things. So there's all types of income streams. We need to factor that into your plan. And then when we do all of that, there's going to be what I call the shortfall. So let's say between your Social Security and your pension, you have $5,000 a month, and but you need $6,000 a month. Well, that shortfall is the $1,000 per month. Now, the next question is, how do we take what you saved through your entire life, and how do we fill that shortfall without you running out of money? And that's what most people are concerned about. So there's lots of, lots of questions that go into it. 
you know, I have no idea if I can retire. Those are some of the things that we go down and help you figure that out. That's a great point. And by the way, if you want to uh, inquire a little bit about that Simplicitry process, not a bad idea to go to insightfolios.com and look for the Simplicitry Express button in the upper right-hand corner. Kevin, that's sort of like a, a starter mini financial plan or just a great starting point for many people to kind of see where they stand financially. Is that right? It is. It just kind of gives you a quick snapshot. Doesn't go in a lot of depth, but it will sh- it will show your shortfall in there. What we've been talking about for a couple of years here, and it'll give you an idea. Hey, am I close? Am I not ready? Or does it prompt more questions for you to, you know, give me a call? Maybe I can help you that way. But that's a short mini version of what our simplicity plan is. That'll give you a quick snapshot of what's going on currently and what you have your challenges that you may have in the future and how to overcome them. Again, go to insightfolios.com and uh, look for the Simplicity Express button there. All right, we're talking about where you stand when it comes to your mindset about retiring and then what questions you need to answer if you're in that particular mindset. Another one here, Kevin, I think I have enough money to retire. So somebody thinks they have enough money to retire. Where does that lead you? Well, you know that commercial with Tracy Morgan where, you know, they're talking about mortgages and I think I can do it. You know, then they have all these scenarios that's bad scenarios. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the kind of the thing. Don't think no, you know, you have to know going into retirement. I can tell you a personal story. This is a while back. I was into the hospital. I had to get a CAT scan and there's a couple of nurses in there while I'm waiting for the doctor to come in and and do whatever he's going to do. They started talking and one nurse said to the other nurse, I think I can do it. I want to retire at 55. And of course, I'm laying on this on, on this bed of the CAT scan thing, and I says, "You know that scares me." And she didn't know I was really listening. She goes, "What do you mean?" I goes, "Don't think. You need to know whether you have enough money to retire, because the last thing you want to do is retire and then have to go back to work someplace." And you know, how do you find these answers out? You know, we start talking. She came in and we did a plan for her, and she was right. She did have enough money to retire. So the first question is, you know, who or what makes you think that you're ready to retire? Is it your family? Is it the past? Is it your your own personal feelings that's uh, getting in the way? Don't have a feeling. Find out the answer. Where will your first paycheck come from once you retire? Because remember this, when you're working, you get a paycheck each and every week. So you are employed, you're getting that paycheck. Now, when you retire, you're still going to need a paycheck. So your investments, your 401ks, your 403bs, your savings, all those things now Think of them as your employees, and they need to go out and generate income for you. So you have to figure out how you're going to get that paycheck. Uh, the first one from all the way to end of life, and that's very critical going into that. And the big one, we talk about this every week, Walter, what rate of return do you need to earn on your investments to make all of this work? So you have, you know, you saved a half a million dollars, let's say, and we put all your income that you need in there and we build inflation in there. And at the end of all the planning, it says you need, we call it the retirement rate, which means you're going to run out of money at age 95. We call it preservation rate. If you started with a half a million at 95, you'll have a half a million left or we call it legacy rate. You want to leave more money to somebody. So whatever rate you're determining on, let's just say it's preservation rate and the number is 2.5%. What that means is you have to average 2.5% on your plan going forward on your investments in order for you not to run out of money. So when I'm looking at that, I'm like, well, yeah, this this should be very doable. But on the other hand, Walter, let me ask you this. If I come back, you come in my office and we sit down and say, you need to average 9% on your investments from this point forward. What do you think is going to happen? Well, that seems unrealistic. Yeah, it is unrealistic. So now we have to have the conversation. We have to... You know, spend less, save more, 
you know, cut back in retirement or those types of things. So don't think you have enough money set aside. Know you have enough money set aside because you could possibly be in retirement for 30 or 40 years. People are retiring all the time when they come in my office at age 55 to 60, a lot younger than they used to do. They worked hard, they saved a lot, and then they want to enjoy their retirement. So this could be a long, long, you could work less time than you are going to be retired. So be prepared for it. Don't think no. If you have any questions for Kevin as we talk about these different mindsets and the questions that you need to answer, and if you're not sure, hmm, how do I answer these questions, uh, you can reach out by calling 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526 to get in touch with Kevin. Schedule time to have a conversation over the phone, come in for a meeting, whatever you're comfortable with as a starting point. 888-885-PLAN is that number. All right, one more mindset I want to make sure we cover here, Kevin. If somebody comes into you and they say, I know I have enough money to retire, well, how does the, the, the question slate change then? Well, a couple of questions. Well, you may have enough money to retire right now, but what if your income plan changes in the future or taxes go up in the future? So we had somebody in my office just the other day, Walter, and we're looking at today's tax rates, you know, 2021. They're relatively low compared to what we've had in the past. So I just said, what year did you graduate to this person? And they said 1979. So we pulled up 1979 tax rates. What do you think the high tax rate was at that time? In 79? That, yeah. was, that was when things were really high, right? Yeah. yeah. 50, 60 percent? 60 plus. Okay, 60 plus. 60 plus percent. So if you think you have enough... Uh, money to retire now what if taxes go up that high and what if that's going to take a bigger chunk out of what you have that's why building inflation into your into your program is very very important you have to look at maybe the future changes in the future that could really impact what's going on and that's going to be inflation so when we build a plan we're going to increase we're going to show increase in your income by three percent a year until age 80 and then we're going to increase it by two to one percent a year why 80 because your health insurance health plans all of those things that go along with health are still going to come into play the older you get more likely you're going to need you know some sort of health care does your income plan truly you know allow you to spend with confidence and enjoy life without worrying about running out of money that's what our simplicity program does i've said it a thousand times here in the show you want to go into retirement with all the confidence. And how do you get that confidence? You know your retirement number. What rate of return do you have to earn on what you've already saved so you don't run out of money? It's a mathematical equation, basically. You look at it, and then we go through. Once we figure out your shortfall, how do we fill that shortfall without you know, necessarily spending principal or selling shares or something like that? And the big one, almost everybody, Walter, if you're, so I would say, 65 or older, you come in the office, what if I need long-term care? Well, this is where I tell people this could truly derail your program. And I can show in our simplicity programs, I'll ask the question, well, what, you know, if you need long-term care, what age do you think you'll need it? And they'll say, well, my parents need it at 80. So we'll build it into their plan. All right, how much additional money do you think you're going to need at 80? And maybe 100000 How many years? Three years. Well, I'll give you a quick snapshot. We'll stress test your portfolio. Well, it could handle that. If, if you can, then you're self-insured. If you can't, then we need to look at other options in planning such as long-term care insurance. And the thing about long-term care insurance, if you're procrastinating on this, if you have to be healthy in order to get it. So if your health changes and you keep waiting longer and longer, you may not be able to get it. You may be in that situation where you do run out of money. 
and legacy. This is important to everybody. You know, I want to leave what's left over, what I've accumulated my entire lifetime. I want to leave what's left over to my loved ones in the best way I can. Least amount of taxes, you know, um, and going forward. And I want my heirs, my loved ones to know what I would love, like for them to see happen with this plan. I, I want them to take it over five years, 10 years. And you have to sit down, you have to have a conversation with your loved ones and, and, and tell them your wishes going in forward. Don't let them guess when you're done. So all of these things come into play when we're building plans. There's a lot more than what we're talking about here. But the, I think you hit some good high points here, Walter. And a lot of these things going into play and it starts with you. It starts with you sitting down and starting that process. Don't wait until you retire and hope that you have enough money. Know that you have enough money. And it's just as simple as sitting down and starting that process. If you want to start that planning process, it's very easy to do so. All you need to do right now is pick up your phone and give a call to Kevin. 888-885-PLAN is the number. If you get the voicemail, don't forget to leave a quick message. Kevin will be able to follow up with you soon and set up that time for a phone call or a time for you to come in uh, for a one-on-one review of your financial plan and figure out where to go from there. These are complimentary opportunities, free to meet and chat with Kevin to talk about these things. 888-885-PLAN is the number to call. That's 888 885-7526. If you're tired of not having certainty about where you're going to be in retirement or how to get there, and you want to make sure that you have a better understanding of your money, your finances, and how well prepared you are for retirement, this is a great opportunity to get answers to all of those questions. 888-885-PLAN is the number. Call again at 888-885-7526. More coming up on today's show, this is Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. After a while, all that financial noise seems to run together. In 1930, the Republican-controlled House of Representatives, in an effort to alleviate the effects of the, anyone, anyone, the Great Depression, passed the, anyone, anyone. It's time for a fresh perspective. Keep listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. You're with us today on Simply Financial, the show that's going to make you a little bit smarter because we're going to make the financial world a little bit simpler and easier to understand, hopefully, uh, with the help of Kevin Ray, financial coach at Inside Folios, serving you in the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. You can find us online at insightfolios.com. Click on the listen button to ask questions or listen to past episodes of the show. You can also email Kevin directly if you have questions, Kevin at insightfolios.com. That easy, Kevin at insightfolios.com. Or call anytime, 888-885-PLAN. All right, Kevin, I want to talk about some common retirement planning mistakes. We talk about keeping things simple here on the show, so let's look at some of the mistakes that, unfortunately, a lot of people make. And there are dozens of them, but we've kind of parceled out five common ones, at least for today's radio program. Uh, So the first one I've got on the list here is ignoring the future tax implications of your retirement savings. You kind of touched on this a little bit earlier on in today's show, in fact. This is something that you see a lot of people falling into this trap, right? Well, we do. What was the one thing, Yeah, if I ask this question to our audience out there, when you first started working, you heard about this IRA, this 401k, and the, and the big notion was, you know what, we're going to save taxes today, and we're going to be in a lower tax bracket when we retire. Well, that pretty much doesn't happen for the majority of people I talk to. So you're going to be in a higher tax bracket. 
So if we're going to look forward in the next 25, 30 years, we don't know what taxes are going to be. We think they're going to be higher. They may be lower. Nobody really knows. But I'm betting they're going to be higher. So if I go back just to, oh, let's say the 40s, Walter, uh, 1950, for example, Eisenhower, you know, or Eisenhower's coming in. Uh, Truman was still president. What do you think the highest tax bracket was then? 40s and 50s? No, 1950. Oh, 1950. Um, yeah. Boy, I don't know. I don't have a good grasp of that. Like late, uh, coming out of World War II, yeah. I would imagine things were pretty high because we it, needed 84, to... 84%. 84%. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So 1960, do you think they went up or down? Uh, 60, we started going down, right? Nope, 91%. Oh, gosh. The highest tax rate. It got worse. Okay, gotcha. Now, let's let, let's go to 1970. What was the highest tax rate? What, up or down from 91? We couldn't have gone any higher than 91, right? right? Down to 71. What 71. a savings, right? Okay. And then let's look at 1980. Now, 1980 is not that long ago, right? The big hairstyles, all those things, 70%. Okay. Uh, the highest tax bracket uh, rate. Today, we're relatively low income tax implications going on now. So I'm thinking that this is why we need to look at your strategy. You know, this is where the Roth comes in. You know, if you have tax-free money and interest rates go up, it really doesn't make, doesn't affect you that much because most of your assets are going to be tax-free. So this is where the conversation comes around. Is it, does it make sense today, especially if you have a little longer to go before retirement, to start converting some assets to Roth? Why would you do that? Well, then we're going to, whatever money you take out of that Roth IRA under current law is income tax-free. So if tax rates do go up, it's not going to affect you that much. Life insurance can come into play here too. There's some life insurance plans you can put together where you can take, you know, put some dollars in and have some tax benefits going that for going that way forward too. But what's the key to all this is you have to sit down and you have to plan now. You have to look forward. You have to look 10, 15, 20 years down the road and saying, if I grow my current assets, if I have a half a million dollars today and it grows at 6%, 7%, whatever it is, by the time 10, 15 years rolls down the road, I'm now I'm doubled. So I started half a million and now I'm a million. So if we're sitting in those taxable buckets, what we call taxable buckets of money, Uncle Sam is the bigger partner in your into your savings. That is not all of your money. You owe taxes. Uncle Sam is a bigger. So you're just kicking the tax can down the road. So now's the time. Sit down. Start looking at some strategies that you can implement. So if taxes do go up in the future, you're not going to be affected as much if just by sitting on the sideline. That's a great one. Yeah. And it's just uh, you have to kind of wrap your mind around what happens if those tax rates go up tremendously, how it eats into your buying power. Um, Sometimes it can be a hard sort of nebulous thing to understand when it comes to increasing taxes, especially deep into the future, maybe. But boy, it can have a big impact if uh, if things drastically change, which is certainly possible. Just look at history certainly can be that well all we have to do is look at what's going on up in congress and the senate now with this trillion dollar package right we're just mortgaging our future so somewhere we have to sometime we have to pay that back and somewhere it's going to come from somewhere so i think it's going to be how your tax is going to be part of it so well it's a great one to start with in our common retirement planning mistakes list another one on the list here kevin starting social security too early a lot of people are eager to get that social security check right Well, they are. And there's a couple of things to wonder about. So if you're going to still be working at age 62 when you can draw Social Security, depending how much money you earn, you may have to give back all that Social Security to begin with. So that doesn't make sense there. But if you're retired, some people are going to need that money at 62. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So you have to take it. But there's some people who have the decision. Do I take it 62, 67, 70, whatever it is? 
by taking it too early, you're betting that you're not going to live that long in most cases for most people. But we didn't. I don't remember Walter. If uh, I don't know, it's probably four or five, maybe three or four months ago. I I did a study on this, and it basically, if you took it at sixty two versus sixty six, I think it was the break even point was seventy eight. So if you live past seventy eight, you were better off waiting to take Social Security. And the point here is, we don't know how long we're going to live. But between sixty two and seventy eight, are you going to be more? able to go out and enjoy the things you want versus 78 to say 90 in most cases yes so it's a tough decision right it's going to boil down to what is your lifestyle you know what are the things you want to do early on what's your health history those types of things but starting social security too early can be a detriment because you're going to miss out on dollars if you live a longer time it's another great point kevin all right number three on the list most common retirement planning mistakes focusing on returns instead of income during retirement this is that shift that kind of happens later in life right it is wall street's done a really good job at teaching us only thing that matters is growth 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 and it does matter when you're when you're starting in the workforce and you're getting you know to retirement you need to grow you need to grow those assets as much as you can but when it hit retirement it's not so much growth anymore it is How do I get the income I need? Because you're no longer working. As I said earlier, you need to put your money to work, and those are your employees, so they produce the income. And knowing your retirement number will help you decide how much risk you should be taking into your portfolio. So if your number is low, you don't need to take as much risk as per se if it's higher. But focusing on returns, and it's hard for people to make that shift. It's hard for them mentally because they've been focusing on growth for 20, 30, 40 years. It's hard for them to make that shift as there are investments out there that do have growth opportunities, but they're primarily built for income. And that's what we have to focus on. Income is what you need now. You don't need growth. You need income for the next 30 years. We're not growing your assets for 30 years. We need income for 30 years. So that mind shift sometimes can be very hard for people to make and and transition into. But when you sit down and you have a good plan, and our simplicity plan, we will show you how to take your assets and turn them into income so you don't run into that problem down the road. And then once you understand it, it's easier for people to make that transition because they, oh, I get it now. The aha moment comes along. Okay, so I can get income and growth will follow in some cases, and then we'll go from there. Another great point. We're walking through this list of most common retirement planning mistakes, or at least five of the most common. There's lots of mistakes that people make when it comes to retirement planning, but we're trying to give you an easy breakdown on today's show of Simply Financial. If you want to get in touch with Kevin to talk about any of these issues that we discuss, set up a time to meet, or just talk over the phone with some of your initial questions about what it's like to go through a financial planning review, the kinds of things that you'll get from a review and a financial plan, the questions it'll answer. You can get all the details by talking to Kevin a little bit more in depth about your situation. 888-885-PLAN is the number to call. That's 888-885-7526. All right, another one on the list, Kevin, taking advice from friends and family on how to invest. But those are the people that we trust most in the world, isn't it? Well, it is, but I can, I'll tell you a couple of stories on this one, Walter. Just to kind of give you a a backstory, we have a company, and I'm not going to say which one, but there's one person in particular inside that company that the rest of the employees deem that this person's very successful at investing. So if this person said, I'm getting all our stocks today, I'm getting all in the bonds, I would get three or four phone calls, you know, saying, so-and-so's doing this, I think I want to do it. And I'm saying, why? You know, investing's a long-term 
deal. We have a plan setting in place. And that company, whatever this one person says, that advice that he gives us, kind of like the EF Hunt. When EF Hunt talks, remember that commercial? Everybody listens. Mm -hmm. That's what's going on there. So that's not necessarily you know, a good thing to do. And I can tell you from experience, because this person has a lot more money than what the other persons do on average. And he also has something, he's been at that company a lot longer, so he has a pension. So he doesn't need, you know, as much, to generate as much income from his investments as say the younger persons do, because they don't have the pension. And then I have a family where I think there's six kids in there. And then the one brother is the one that they all think has it figured out. And when I sit down and I start talking to some of the other uh, brothers and sisters, they have actually more money, and they don't know it, they have more money than the brother does, but they think the brother is very successful just by the things that he does, and it's not necessarily that way. So the, the siblings actually are doing better than the brother, but they think the opposite. They think the brother's doing better than them. So taking you know, advice from family or friends could work out, but always get a second opinion. You know, just in case, or a third opinion. If you're if you're sick and you're having a major issue, you're going to get a second opinion from the doctor. So get the second opinion, get the third opinion, whatever it takes to confirm your notion that yeah, I I, I think this advice is good. Just get just check it out. Very good advice uh, to make sure you're getting advice from the right people for the right situation. So family and friends, yeah, they're great for getting advice on a lot of things, but just be careful when it comes to money and finances that you're getting the advice from the right sources. Uh, make sure you know understand biases going into those conversations too. That's always really important. Uh, last but not least uh, for our list today, Kevin, again, this is not a comprehensive retirement planning mistake list, but five popular ones. Being too aggressive or too conservative when it comes to your money? Well, there's a lot of that going on too. Well, some people will come in and, you know, they're aggressive and maybe they're 20 years old. Maybe they should, probably should be more aggressive. But what if you're 50 years old and you're still in that aggressive mode and you're five, 10 years out from retirement? Not necessarily a good thing. Or the opposite comes in because they've experienced 2008, they experienced 2001, two, and three. And from that point forward, they've been too conservative because they're afraid of losing going through that, that, that shift again. They're afraid of going down that road where, you know, one day they're doing good and the next day they look at their statement and they've lost a lot of money. So how do you figure this out? How do you figure out if you're too aggressive or you're too conservative? It sits down and with us, it's a simplicity truth plan. We want to know your retirement number. So if you need to average 5%, let's say, for the rest of your year so you don't run out of money, well, that gives us a great idea how much risk we need to take. So you're probably going to be in the middle of, of aggressive and conservative. You're probably going to be moderate. It depends on your retirement number. That's what I tell everybody. We can build a portfolio, first based on income, second, what's your retirement number, how much risk should we be taking, and then we can look at it in an overall plan and say, does this make sense? And most of the time, it will, but it'll give you the direction whether you're too aggressive, too conservative, because you don't want to be too conservative because that's we've done shows on this before. It's lazy money. It's just sitting there. It's not earning nothing. Somebody else is doing something with it. Don't go down that road either. No. Know these things before you get into retirement. Don't guess. Don't think. Know whether you are invested correctly for your overall needs, for your overall goals, for all the bucket list things you want to do. And then put the plan into place and follow the plan. And then that will guide you from here into and through retirement. If you have questions and want to talk to Kevin about getting your own financial plan in place so that you can avoid making these and other common retirement planning mistakes, 
pick up your phone, give a call, 888-885-PLAN. You don't have to wait till the end of the show. You can go ahead and call now, 888-885-7526. You don't have to pull all your statements together or know all the questions off the top of your head. If you just know that you'd like to have a little bit more in-depth conversation about your situation specifically, some of the questions that you might want to bring up, find out where you stand when it comes to your retirement planning progress, uh, some of the things that you need to work on, and again, how you can avoid these mistakes that others have made in the past, give Kevin a call, 888-885-PLAN. If you get the voicemail, leave a quick message. Kevin will be back in touch with you to set up that time to meet or the time to have that conversation. 888-885-7526. No cost or obligation to have this initial conversation with Kevin. It's very easy to do. Uh, Low intensity. (laughs) It's like a workout, Kevin. Low intensity workout. Um, Just a simple conversation. You can tell from the radio here, Kevin's easy to get along with, easy to chat with. He's local, born and raised in Pinconning, has an office still in Pinconning as well as one in Saginaw. So it's convenient and easy to come in and say hello. Pick up the phone, give a call now while it's on your mind, and get your retirement planning situation figured out. Uh, Start taking the right steps. It begins with a phone call, 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Still more to come on today's show. Stay tuned. This is Simply Financial. It's getting to know you time. Well, it's time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's program. This is Simply Financial, and every once in a while we take a little sidestep from the financial talk just to have a little fun, and I come up with random questions to throw at Kevin each week so we can get to learn a little bit more about him and just have some fun. Kevin, what was the last TV show that you binge-watched, something you you consumed episode after episode? Well, you know, what's the, what is it, Paramount puts on Yellowstone? You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yes, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, with Kevin Costner in it. I that, imagine that you would have uh, that you would have done that. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of Kevin Costner, I'm floating down a river with a guy last week in Montana, and I jokingly said, have you seen Kevin Costner? Because that's what they're filming out there. And cut two weeks before, sure enough, he was floating down a river with a different guy from the same company. So um, he was he's a fly fisherman, too. That makes it all the better. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. But I watched, and I heard all the hoopla about this, so then I started it you know i think it was on netflix or wherever it was and i've been watched it until i caught up so the dutton clan and all the stuff that's going on there it's kind of like a soap opera but that's the last one i did and, and um, now that i found out kevin's a fly fisherman and they fly fish in that show a little bit too i even like it yep. more so yeah yep. yeah there's a little bit of fly fishing in there there's a lot of stuff based around the river and uh, what's the first yep. season it's a bunch of controversy about the direction of the river and things like that so yeah yep. Uh, it's got a lot of a lot of neat stuff in it too. Honestly, you know, we were talking about vacations at the beginning of the show today. I'll be totally honest with you. That show is one of the reasons why we ended up going to Colorado, oh. um, because we we're, we kind of watched the scenery in the show and and you know kind of that that big sky Western country feel and hadn't done it before. And that show got us really interested in going going out there. So we didn't actually go to Yellowstone because we booked our trip way too late and there was like nowhere to stay and. I think Yellowstone just takes way too much planning probably to figure out. So we just, you know, went to Colorado and just sort of figured our way out as we went. But it still has that same sort of feel, I think. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous out there. You know, like you say, the big sky, the mountains, you know. You're used to the 90-degree heat, and now you're in 50-degree heat. And it you're was loving amazing. It. Yeah, yeah. I was loving it. Dry <laughs> compared to all the humidity. Oh, it was it was good stuff. Fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, we definitely binge-watched that show. Can't wait for the new season to come out later this year, it sounds like. It's supposed to come out, so... 
Yeah. That, that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, the last show that we binge watched, though, was um, uh, Below Deck. <laughs> Below mm-hmm. Deck Mediterranean, I think, actually, specifically. Um, I don't know if you've ever caught Apparently, they've had many seasons of it, and we caught an older season, and then we ended up watching like two or three seasons in a row where it just follows the, the crew on a, on a super yacht in the Mediterranean and just follows their journey of like trying to serve their high-end guests and that kind of thing, so... Is it a reality show? Yeah, it's like a reality oh. show, but it's all like, you know, at least according to the to the people, like it's all pretty legit. Like it's not a faked or staged kind of thing. I'm sure with editing, they're still able to th- make things look more dramatic than it really is, but... Never heard of it. to check it out. Yeah, they've, they've got a few different versions. There's like Below Deck Sailing Yacht, where it's a, it's a sail... Just what it sounds like, the yacht is a sailing vessel, so it's a little bit different. And then there's Below Deck Mediterranean, which is in the Mediterranean. And then there's just, a, I think, the original Below Deck, which I don't know where those boats are. We watched the Mediterranean one. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty entertaining. It's pretty funny stuff. But we got kind of burned out on it. We binged a couple of seasons, and then we were like, all right, this is, it's all starting to feel the same, and we feel like we're really absorbing some trash TV here. So <laughs> <laughs> let's take a break from it. But we may, we may return at some point. I remember binge watching, and my good friend Bruce, who you know, and he tells me all these stories shows to watch but dexter i'm thinking the people that the writers of that show have to be real real nasty. twisted real, real twisted because how do you come up with all that yes stuff? yes it's yeah. a great show but yeah. definitely twisted yeah very twisted yeah, yeah that's too funny well there you go some tv shows uh we've binge watched recently not all recent shows but still entertaining to uh check out every once in a while all right more coming up on today's show you're listening to simply financial we got to answer a few of your questions before you run off for the week coming up next Planning for retirement shouldn't feel like rocket science. According to the equation, S equals one-half A-T squared. But it's easy to get lost in the financial jargon. Keep listening to clear up the confusion. We're getting ready to wrap things up this week on Simply Financial, but before we do, I want to answer one of your questions, and this one comes to us from Jimmy. If you want to submit a question, by the way, you can email Kevin, kevin at insightfolios.com. Jimmy says, I don't like my 401k investment options, but my company says I'm not eligible to roll the money to an outside account. But I hear people talking all the time, including on your show, about rolling over your 401k to an IRA. So how does all that work? Well, Jimmy, that's a good question. And what you're talking about is something called an in-service withdrawal. And what that does some companies, not all companies, and apparently your company doesn't allow it, allows you to roll basically part of your investment out into your own personal IRA for the exact reason you just stated. You don't like your 401k, you don't like the options that are in there, and you know there's this whole big world out there of different investments, different things that probably fit you better, and that's what we're talking about is in-service withdrawal. So your company sometimes will we'll get this. Most companies in our area you know, we'll, we'll allow that depending on where you're working for. So maybe you want to contact your HR department again and then ask them, can I do what's called an in-service withdrawal? Because more than once, more than twice, more than three times I can think of right now that initially they were told no, but they can. So I can tell you for a fact, General Motors, Dow, and all those people, you know, allow you to do that. And most people or most companies, I should say, are, are letting people do that now so if you ask maybe a year or so ago you want to you want to check again see if that's that's an option and what it'll let you do is now you can you cannot roll out the employer's portion but you can roll out a portion of what you put in there 
to your own traditional IRA and probably get it more aligned to what you're trying to do in getting ready for retirement. So I think you need to call HR again, Jimmy, and ask them, do you allow, you want to see if the plan has that verbiage in it, do you allow for in-service withdrawal? And sometimes the first answer is going to be no, but a lot of times the second answer is once you ask that specific question, it's going to be yes, we do. And then you want to find out what conditions apply, how much money can I move? You know, it, there should be no tax consequences if you transfer trustee to trustee. And there's lots of more plans coming on board with us every year because 401k companies are, are pulling back on the amount of investments that they used to have to probably most times I'm seeing five or six investments other than the, you know, the 2030 plans, 2025 plans, those things. So check into it. And if you got other questions, give me a call. I'd be happy to help you. It's a great question. Thank you, Jimmy, for sending that one in to us. And again, if you have any questions for Kevin, want to talk about your specific financial planning situation, you can get a complimentary review by calling 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526, or sign up online at insightfolios.com. That's insightfolios.com. Kevin, thanks for joining us on the program today, guiding us through all of these big questions and concerns, and we'll look forward to sparking up another great conversation next week. Have fun. All right. Thanks a lot. That's Kevin Ray. I'm Walter Storholt. We'll see you next time on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.